Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another week, another episode. Today, 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 the guest I'm joined by today, he's a very talented artist coming out from Melbourne. I think he's my age, which makes me feel bad because, you know, I've been doing the podcast for a while, but today I'm joined by the one and only Javis. Javis, welcome to the show, bro. What's up, y'all? What's happening? Nice to see you, Bailey. Nice to see you too, bro. Obviously, you guys, Javis, he's blown up all over TikTok within the last year. He obviously got to sing in front of Shaq, H, and actually H now follows you, AJ Tracy. The list goes on pretty much from there. But like, Javis, for the people that may not have heard about you before, especially in Melbourne, if you haven't heard about Javis before, I mean, what are you doing? I'm pretty sure you've come across his page on TikTok. But give the audience a little rundown of how like you got involved with the music industry, bro. Uh, with the music industry, like in Australia, I kind of just, um, I moved there four years ago. So uh, when I started building my stuff, I came during COVID, which was a horrible time. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, I, I try to make the most of it. I was singing outside my building and without a permit in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I got picked up by a label. And from there, that's when I really got put like in the Australian industry. But in terms of music, I've been doing it since um, I was living in Dubai before. So I've been doing it. You know, since I was young, since I was like two, I was singing. So, damn, yeah. just musically gifted like that. Unlike me, he can't sing for shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Actually, like people, when people say that about like being born with musical talents, it's really interesting because nobody in my family does music. Like my, I take most of my inspiration from my mom. Like she loves music, she loves movies. So in terms of like culture, like she put me on everything. But in terms of singing, like, that just came from nowhere, you know? Really? That just came out of nowhere, yeah. that whole singing process? Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Why no, that's why it'll be stupid if I didn't, like, other than the fact that music is my passion, I love it. But in, like, another perspective is I'm an idiot if I don't do anything with it, you know? I can't I can't yeah. disband it. Like, it's, it's, I'm forced to do music. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's yeah. all right. Well, you said you, you said you were from Dubai. How is it? How's the heat difference, bro? From from coming from Dubai to Melbourne, especially because Melbourne's shocking. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. Like over here, it's like there's no ozone layer. I feel like when the sun hits you, it hits you. Like it feels like like even me, I don't wear sunscreen, but I feel like I have to wear sunscreen over here. Otherwise, I'm gonna get some disease or something. But I don't know. Yeah, Dubai's Dubai's more humid. That's the only difference, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're tan, bro. What do you mean you're going to get burned? I'm white as crap. Like, I'm not even somewhat tan. <laughs> yeah, no, like, if I, the sun I, hits I, me, I I'm done. Yeah. I never got sunburned, but I mean, just in general to protect your skin and obviously aging, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, people just say sunscreen is good for you. But I don't really yeah. wear it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, I know I've talked about this last episode with Kid uh, Coda, but obviously, let's go back to OTB. Obviously, you showed up with an interesting piece around your neck uh, at that event. That was your mum. Oh. <laughs> and that we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, everyone, if you guys know that you were at the event, Javis had a pendant on that looked like a condom, let's just say. But the actual thing was shaped like a condom, the actual wrap. And the whole night we were like, damn, he's pulling all the girls with that. <laughs> <laughs> It, honestly, so it's called Moschino. It was like a, it was a brand with um H and M, which my mom like 
it's my mom's uh, necklace, but she just got it because of, of like the gold and I love gold, you know what I'm saying? Like most of the stuff yeah. I get from my mom, but um, yeah, like she didn't even realize it was a condom until like <laughs> later on. It looked like ravioli. She thought it was ravioli. Uh, so, positive, <laughs> anyway, it's still it's still hard. I still wear it everywhere. It's, it's tough. Very. I don't like I, I don't so, like the, the real like like at the real stuff. I just like the way things look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you still yeah. pulled girls that night. You had girls coming up to you the whole time at backstage. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It's all business. I, I don't I don't be doing that at shows. I just yeah just, yeah. just focus on the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Nah, so like, let's talk about music. So obviously, I mentioned at the start, you sang in front of Shaq and stuff. Even get in touch with like knowing where these people were. Because I know it's all over the line and stuff, but a lot of the stuff where you're at, they don't actually say they're there. So how like, how do you yeah. even figure out where these people are? So um, it started with uh, J1 and Simba, two UK artists that I wasn't like crazy familiar with, but I knew... Um, their popular songs like Rover and stuff like that. But I got word that they were in, um, what's that venue called? Uh, it's Lucky's venue. They hold Lucky Thursdays there. What's it called? Oh, yeah, so yeah. they were at Billboards and that's where um, I was working with Lucky at the time. So uh, I was used to go to that studio. They have a studio inside of the club. So when I knew that they were there and my producer was there as well, Kuda, and like, he was like, oh, I'm working with them right now in the studio. Like they just, J1 pulled up, right? So, I mean, even though I don't really know, I didn't know J1 that well at the time. I was like, there's no way that like, I'm gonna miss an opportunity where I literally worked there almost like for the full summer, we were working there in that, in that um, studio all the time. So to, to think that that guy sitting there in the studio is like, damn, like I gotta, I gotta do something. So then I, I got my speaker, I took a shower, did all that stuff, right? And the show was almost over. So like, they were like, they didn't really think it's gonna happen, but I was already in the Uber, I was on the way. So I went inside, um, I snuck inside, which, you know, I get, <laughs> get in trouble for, but I, I snuck inside and they didn't, and I just moved really fast and they didn't really realize anything. And it was all just instinct. Yeah. Like I, w I felt like my body was just moving. I wasn't thinking, I just went, I went in, I went like that. And then I went straight to Simba. As soon as I got up in the dressing room and I told him, I said, look, I'm not meant to be here. Um, I just snuck in right before y'all left, and I really just want to sing y'all a song if I can. Right? And he's like, okay, yeah, show me something. So then I started singing my little dancer because it's that Afro joint. Yeah. You know, it's, I feel like it's, it's um, I don't know, it could, it could reach a lot of different audiences, especially UK audiences too. So, yeah, that's that's what I did. And so, it worked. To your question, I don't really know. I don't really know <laughs> where they are. It just kind of happens. Like, it's just about uh trusting your gut and like sticking to one place like if you keep moving around you're like oh no they're gonna come out from here they're gonna come out from there and you don't trust yourself then you just won't get anything i'd rather stay in one spot and be like okay they didn't come from here next time i'll try that spot but for the most part it worked almost every single time hey it's worked because obviously i came across your stuff on instagram and actually i came across your page when you only you had under 10k when I came across you because it came up on my TikTok. And I was like, damn. And then you got in touch with a podcast host in the US. And then that's mm -hmm. how everything else kind of changed for you as well because you spoke about that whole like experience singing a Shaq. Shaq was hype. He was hyping up for you. And then he was like, he coming in with the bar. 
And obviously, like you said in the interview, yeah. they, already, they knew who you were, so you couldn't actually get in. But that whole experience, I think that's your most popular video on TikTok. But like, how was that experience? Yeah. Because Shaq, when you think about it, he's such an icon in the basketball like industry and everything involved with that. And now, obviously, he's a DJ. But how was it? Did your nerves really take control when you met him? Or was it just like to stay calm and just keep singing? Was like, what was the whole, yeah, yeah, what was yeah. your mind going through in that situation? No, I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate you asking um, what you call it. It was like, I can't even remember how I felt in the moment. Um, Cause I didn't think it's going to be that big. Like I didn't really think much about it. I just like, I was just focused on singing and, and trying to get the relationship. But, um, you know, I got what I got out of it, it happened. I was really happy about it. Afterwards, it didn't even kick in like until like I posted it. Then the views started coming and all that kind of stuff. Even then, it didn't really kick in. Like even seeing it hit like a mil and then two mil keep going up. And then mind you, TikTok took it down as well. Um, yeah, they banned my account when it was like peak after <laughs> at the peak moment. But it's just like a lot of a lot of that stuff. Like I don't know. I didn't really. I don't really think much about it because for me, like, I really, I know what it's like when, like, I know how I'm going to feel when I make it, you know what I mean? And I didn't get that feeling. Like, I didn't get like, like, this is it. Oh my God, this is the one. But now that I look back on it, that boosted my account a lot. And like, it's just like a really good conversation starter. And it's just an addition to the story. So, you know, I'm grateful for it, but Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good that you're. It's good. It's good that you're staying humble in that sense because I've obviously interviewed a lot of big artists and people when they see that stuff who I've interviewed they're like, oh shit, like how are you not bigger? And I'm like, and how how are you feeling in that? It's like they're just another normal person, right? They've just got more (laughs) money behind them, more clout stuff. But like at the end of the day, if you can you can speak confidently to them, it doesn't matter because like the way I see the podcast is. I've never come across as that person where it's like a fan. I never want to come across as that, even though I may listen to you and I might listen to you like outside of that, but I'm not going to be like, Oh shit. Like, can I get your autograph? You know what I mean? That's not how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I want to meet them. I want to do content with them and then keep in contact with that. Cause like all the guests I've had on the podcast, I've got their phone numbers. I can message them whenever I want. And it's just like, I don't message them all the time, obviously, but like when I need advice and stuff, I can message them. And it's just, it's cool having that connection. And obviously you've got, you've had major people following you and obviously you've connected through that as well. But like one person that I saw that followed you is H. Could we see a song with you and H in the future? <laughs> you want me to be really honest? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I gen- like me, I'm not one to, to portray something that is not, you know, at the end of the day, like, you don't, you want to know what keeps me humble? Like, like I can't even, it's not only like when people say, oh, I'm glad you're being humble about it. Like I have no choice but to be humble about it because mm. I'll always be singing to the artist or I'll always be, you know, doing something with the artist. But until I can get to that point where like I'm at, I'm seen at that level. Like, you know, I, the way I see myself is just another artist, right? But it's whenever I yeah. go sing to somebody, it's like, Oh, you saying to Snack or you saying to this person? But I just want to like I, I know I'm gonna be doing my own shows. I'm gonna be doing stadiums yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So then that will be the moment, you know. But right now, it's just like like 
it's cool that these people are following me and stuff, but we don't have a song yet. You know, I got nothing yeah, to be happy yeah. about. Yeah. Nah, it's just I mean, I got the whole to, thing. Yeah. I'm always happy though. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say though, having them is so cool to have as well. Cause you like, you look at where H has come from, especially in his music when he first started to now, the internet isn't as big as what it is now compared to what it was when he was start, first starting out in Manchester. And it's just amazing to see, especially H's position where he came from Manchester, didn't have a lot of money behind him. He had to make his way up. Like, and it's cool to see those people. And obviously he recorded you and stuff when you performed to him when he was in Melbourne. And it's like, yeah. he's someone that I see in you pretty much because you've obviously had a humbling beginning. You've started off singing on the street pretty much, trying to make your way up, trying to get into this club to perform and stuff just to get yourself out there. And it's good, really smart with what you're doing with that because obviously social media, big, you can promote stuff online and it's really working in your favor in that sense. And it's good that you're not taking the people that do follow you into like, oh, you know, when people reach out and like, can we do a song and stuff? They're like, nah, you know, I've got this person following me. It doesn't work like that. Like I'm bigger than you. Like I like that you're humble and you've obviously Kud is a good yeah. example of that. You've stuck with him and Kud is doing amazing yeah. well for himself. And it's like, I see that with you as well. With Like you and H, it's just like, you're the new Melbourne artist. He's from Manchester. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the few years, you could be yeah, H yeah. No, pretty I, much. I yeah. No, I feel you. I, a big shout out to H. Like he's, he's a genuine, a very genuine person. And the thing, the funny thing that he started following me, not from the first time, like, cause we had a good, we had a good connection. We had a good talk, but there's no reason to follow me, you know what I mean? But you know what, yeah. what got, <laughs> why I got to that point was because I went back and when I saw him in Melbourne, I was like, I just want to go to him and just tell him, you know, that like I'm still doing music and just like show him the progress and just say thank you type thing, you know? So yeah. it's just about like, I think it's about in the game, it's about like, you know, throwing little jabs, like every little thing that you do, you might think it's small, but it just helps in the future. Like if I want to do a song with H or Jack Harlow or whoever these people that I sang to, and maybe maybe they didn't even talk, we didn't even talk properly. Like me and Jack Harlow, we didn't talk properly, but he saw me. So in the future, yeah. I could be like, yo, I sang to you a couple years ago. Here's a video. I don't know if you remember, it was Australia. And you know, like that sort of thing. I just feel like it's, yeah, it's, it's going to help in the future. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Like I said to you, it's really, I'm like, as someone that's watched your journey from when you first started performing and stuff and then you perform it in front of people and then get into those events to actually perform for yourself, it's cool to see that journey because obviously you started when you were in high school still. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you're 19. Yeah, I just turned, I turned 19 in uh, November. Yeah, so you're the same age as me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and I watched your journey in high school and as you were coming up, it's like cool to see where you are right now. So obviously you've trusted the journey yeah. and now you're like expanding into other places. You're now able to perform in all these shows and really like showcase what you're actually able to do. Like a good example, NLE Chopper. You got to perform there and like you showed off your dance yeah. moves, you performed, you had everything there, bro. Like, and it's like those yeah. little things, people will be like, oh, who's this guy? And then they look at your journey from when you first started like, oh shit, this guy started off as performing in front of these people on the street. And then people started noticing him and then he actually got mm. to perform on stages. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing yeah. really well. No, hundred percent. It's all, 
it's really like I wouldn't I wouldn't trade what I have with somebody else that's doing better than me. Um, you know, as well as much as honestly, like my streams aren't the best in the game. Like you know, it's in, I'm just talking Australia, right? Like it's not the best in the game. There's so many people doing better than me, and I feel like that plays a big part in why I don't get a lot of support acts or a lot of um, thingies. Is because numbers are a big game, you know, in this whole industry. But I want to trade it for no, you know, million streams right now because it's a story like I'm building, and it, that's the hardest. I feel like that's the hardest part because to for people to connect with you. Like, and also for me not to be called an industry plant, there's no way nobody could call me an industry plant because I've been out here, you know, and people see me with the speaker and see see me, like, walking around, and, you know, there's no way. Like, <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's I, I'm happy with the story, and it's still growing, so the numbers will come, and the music will, will get better, and, uh, yeah. What was your – how did you feel Kid Coda throwing <laughs> shit at you last episode? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the boop boop boop. He was throwing shots at me for no reason. <laughs> nah, Kid Code is my guy, man. Um, yeah, like with featuring, I'm the way I see it is like I'm still building myself as an artist, and I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm I'm happy with my catalog. Like I, other people don't know what I have to offer, but I know what I have to offer. You know what I mean? So all I have out is what people think of me. And I'm okay with that right now, but Milo Dancer and, you know, those fun tracks, that's not all I have to offer, you know what I mean? Like, what I want to do in my career is I want to be in stadiums. Like, as much as I love Rolling Loud, I love, um, you know, all these different venues and stuff, and just to travel the world, that will be a whole dream. But if I'm doing music as serious as I am and how much I love it, I can't just settle for, like, you know, doing small venues around the world and stuff. I need to do stadiums around the world. Like I got to see every stadium around the world and sell out stadiums. You know what I mean? So it's going to take a long time and I'm okay with it, but um, I'd rather just wait as long as it takes, you know, rather than blow up tomorrow and be gone in a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I saw something that was built meaningful was the, the release of Tropics. Obviously you had a lot of promo for that. And obviously you had my boy Josh Jones help out with that video for the promo for Tropics when you were in the UK. How was it yeah. having how did you how did you come across Josh Jones? Uh so we met when he was filming for Beta Squad. And um it was like the it was that I don't know if, if they posted it. The one in Melbourne, did they post it? I forgot. I can't remember. I don't think they did. No. Yeah. Keep, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, it's the one with the curtains, like the talent show. They they posted it. They posted the little snippet. Yeah. Anyway, so I I went to that talent show. I left university. Like I I drove straight out of university. I was like, I have to do this. Like not many people are gonna be there, and I was right. There weren't yeah. like a crazy amount of people there. But I brought my speaker. I sang, and Chunks recognized me. He's like, Oh yeah, that's my brother Jay Verse, and da 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 da. And he was like, because I sang to Chunks as well. So um, that was a really nice moment. And Sharky was there as well. And then after like the whole episode was done, I was just chilling around and I saw the filmers and I just like to talk to people and network mm. and stuff. So yeah. Jones was really nice. We had a good conversation. We got each other's contact and stuff. And I didn't really think something would happen so soon. But I was going to the UK with my brother, with my twin brother. And I thought, why not? 
and his work is amazing. Like I didn't think it's yeah. gonna be that good because I've only seen him do stuff for Beta Squad, which is more like, you know, filming longer videos, but for short form content and for, for as an artist, like yeah, I recommend him. If y'all go to the UK, yeah. hit up Jones, man. Bro, he does all the beta squad outside videos, so he has that like idea for editing and stuff, so he knows how to transition and stuff. That's why it works so well with the yeah. promo for Tropics for you, because you went from outside to being indoors to being outside again. He knew how to edit that properly because he does that just for Beta Squad. JVS is getting too big for Melbourne, you know, when he's got chunks and that in his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do want to. I love. I like Melbourne. You know, it's. Uh, I like Australia too. It's just I didn't think I'd be in the Australian industry because like. Me growing up in Dubai, and my mom's from Detroit, Michigan. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I was born in a lot of different, like, cultures, and I learned a lot. So I, I've always wanted to go global. America and global, that was my that was my plan. But being in, in Australia, I, like, now I'm in the Australian industry a little bit. And, um, yeah, I, I got to – now I got to go global. That's that's the plan. Right. I got to go to America. Right. I think I want to move. Didn't you didn't you go to America once? Because I swear Shepard and you went to America for something. Yeah, I went I went twice. So um, I went to New York with my mom uh, like two years ago, and uh, then since then, like I went the exact same time in January again with with uh, Shepard. So we went together. Um, you know, he stayed, and uh, we went to Dubai as well. He stayed with my dad because my dad lives in Dubai. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was good. We just filmed a lot of stuff, you know, and it was a big test of our friendship as well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're going to butt heads with people. Let me tell you, if you want to be in this industry and you want to have someone close with you, y'all going to butt heads for real. But, like, he's come a long way, and now he's doing his own stuff, and I'm proud, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like we're almost like siblings. Um, I already have a twin brother, so that's enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's my guy, man. It's really good to to build with people, even Kuda. Like you know, those are my yeah. two people, literally. Yeah, as much as people yeah. think it's a whole team of people, it's just me and my manager and Kuda and Shepard. And that's it, my family. That's really it. Yeah. But even then, yeah. most of the stuff I do is myself. You know, funding and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, bro. When let's talk about some of your music, all right? So I've got a bunch of your music on my phone. Okay. We're going to play a little game, okay? So for the fans that listen to JVerse, we're going to play a game called Bin It or like Keep It, all right? And these are your songs, okay? All right? Yeah, that's easy. I can do that. I don't like what I got all right. right now. All right. <laughs> Ready? First song, Godfather, mm-hmm. are you bin it or are you keeping? I'm keeping because it has my rap in it and it's, uh, I like the instruments in it. So. Good choice. Tropics. Keeping it. Keep. All right. Take too long. Nah, I got I got to keep it because not nah, that that's not my decision. It'll be like for other people I have to keep that one. Uh my little dancer. Keep that one. Keep it. Can't let go. Yeah. Keep. Keep it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. High note. 
throw that throw that one away. <laughs> Keep it there in the trash. <laughs> this never it shouldn't have released. <laughs> Going off that response. It's like I, I liked it for a while, like a week, but it's just like I was stuck when I when I was with like um with a label. I was kind of stuck with like this mentality of re- releasing commercial stuff, like having a catchy hook and. That, that one was just too formulated. It doesn't feel like me, you know, so. Uh, yeah. Wish I never. Nah, trash. Throw that one away. <laughs> well, I, I like that for a little bit. It's too, it's too melodic for me. Uh, yeah, keep keep that one. Keep that one. Uh, this one, Star. Um, a little bit generic, but keep it. Uh, caught in my ways. Throw that one away. Yeah, I made that. Uh, uh, nah, 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 nah. nah. That, that's, that's my melodic rap. That's what I, that's what I yeah. mean. I shifted from doing melodic rap to like what I want to do. So yeah, get that one out of there. And the final one that we're going to do or discuss, losing you. Yeah, you know, I keep that. I mix it myself too in my room. Like it's not the best quality. But it was I, I performed that at my first ever show in Bubblegum. It was an underage show. And yeah, it just holds a special place in my heart, you know what I'm saying? But the rest That's of good. it, get rid of it. All the other <laughs> ones. No love and I got so uh, I think I deleted them, hopefully. But yeah. Uh all right. Well for the fans that listen to J Verse, what are your thoughts on that? This will get clipped. Alright. What do you reckon? Alright, as fans of him. Would you bin half of those songs he said bin, or would you keep every single one of them? Nah, let's see. I'll tell you this new we'll stuff that's coming, though. This will be put. It won't be put in, like, bro. It's going to be put on the shelf, okay? So y'all going to listen to it every time. These songs, y'all can't throw away. I'll tell you, these these this, these ones that I'm making for the EP, it's going to have something for everybody. And for the really experimental ones and the ones that maybe you haven't heard me ever try to sound out, like if y'all like it, you're going to really like it. But if you don't like it, you probably hate it, you know? But there's yeah. going to be some in there that's like Afro and stuff that y'all used to as well. But yeah, the EP, I'm working a lot for it. For your fans and obviously anyone else that listens to you around the world, what are your future plans for this year? Uh, this year, I got a lot going on. I want to... Like for everybody, I feel like this year is the year of the hustle, but um, I got a EP that I'm working on. So that'll be my first project I'll be dropping. And I think it'll consist of maybe five or six songs. Um, it's gonna be a mix of different sounds. There'll still be some of my old sounds in there, like Afro stuff, some feel good music as well. But I just feel like this is a good opportunity, especially now that I'm co- completely independent. I wanna, um, I just wanna show y'all what else I could do, you know, like my, my real, my real style and wh- who I listen to, who my idols, you know what I mean? Um, but other than that, I got also later in March, I'm going to be doing my own headline show. Now, I haven't announced it yet, but, you know, I, I'm working on it, working on the venue and ticketing and all that sort of thing. So, you know, hopefully 250 to 300 people. Um, y'all let me know if we could push 300 people, if y'all really think you're going to pull up and stuff. I mean, the world to me is my first show. I want to sell it out in, um, in Melbourne, you know, the, the home base. So I got to, yeah, I'll let you know about that soon. But that's that's what it's looking like. And then I'm working with JBL on something big as well. 
um in around April. So can't say too much about that, but big thank you to JBL. Like uh, most of my goals and dreams come true. So uh yeah, that's that's what it's looking like. It's looking like an eventful like three, four months, and then I'll be going to America as well, to New York. I'm gonna make that happen. I'm gonna work with the people that that I gotta work with out there, and yeah, it's gonna be great. Jeez, where if you do do that show in March, where are you thinking of holding it? Well, it has to be a small venue, but maybe uh, definitely somewhere around the city. Um, maybe not in the city. Venues are are really like weird in the city. Some of them, so maybe like Prince Band Room. You know, it, it could stretch as far as St Kilda maybe as far as Fitzroy, but it'll be in like that general area, which I think is good for everybody. I don't want to go hold the show all the way out in East Side or like, you know, some random like area. Uh, so yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I'll work it out. I'm still working it out. Um, and I'm really, be, I'm going to be really hands on with it. So I want to learn what it's like to hold my own show. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, when you do do that show, then there's going to be a lot of interviews backstage with Shepard. I'm sure Shepard will get the call out for that. <laughs> of course bro that's my guy yeah, of course we're gonna make it happen like everyone's gonna be there anyway like to support um you know my family kuda shepherd like anyway everyone has jobs the way i see it it's like like everyone that that i'm involved with we're all doing the same thing i don't have i don't really want to be involved with people that aren't on the same path you know what i mean like if they're yeah, not doing music yeah. there's no point really kuda engineers at my show sometimes maybe even sometimes djs but that's you know that'll be his place and then um uh finn will i'll get him to do some interviews as well but he's really good at taking behind the scenes um so yeah everyone i love it everyone has their like plays their part even in my situation if i'm ever helping any of them everyone just has to play their part you know yeah that's important well, bro go to america eh who are you, you gonna go to new york obviously i'm getting off that who do you want to link up with? Yeah, that's I, I do want to go to LA. I do want to go to LA as well. But when I go to New York, um, a lot of people, Lil TJ's team, um, I've been in contact with them, and they're really, they're really, they're some good people. Like I, I just get a good gut feeling from them, and um, they want to work together. So I like their um, vision that they have with it of being just staying independent, and whether there's any good major record uh, label that reaches out. Like, then I can start thinking about that. As of right now, I'm going to try to do everything independent with the help of, you know, sponsorships and um, just different people trying to be aboard it, like, get on board. So, yeah, I don't know. New York is just like a whole, like, fever dream. Sometimes you just go there, you just see what happens. You meet one person, and you meet another person right after. So, yeah. yeah. I really also, on top of it, on that note, I want to see if I can open for A Boogie. I don't know who's opening for A Boogie. But yes, yeah, I'm gonna try for that one. I took a lot Mate, of yeah. a boogie back in 2020, so like that'll be that'll be a surreal moment. Especially my mom loves a boogie as well, so that'll be fire. You know. John Kane. Yeah, so he'll be doing uh, he'll be doing it in there, and it's like, yeah, bro. If I get if I get that, the whole moment will anyway be that I'm in the stadium. But then on top of that, I want to put on a good show for boogie. And, um, you know, that'll be crazy. So if anyone's watching, y'all got some connects. I don't disappoint. I, and I feel like we got the same target audience. I feel like it'll be a good uh, matchup. But Yeah, that's all right. Well, I mean, 
for you, right? Obviously, obviously, people get paid to do shows and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. obviously, you're still an up and coming, right? Yeah. I see within the next year and a bit after the EP drops, you could be reaching global, like not just Australia, but maybe UK, maybe the US, right? And all that will come into play when artists from overseas and stuff come down. They've seen your stuff on TikTok. They've seen your stuff on Instagram. And then say their managers and stuff get in touch with you. Like, I've seen what you've done. We'd love for you to open up. Like, and opportunities like that are so cool to be given. But you don't want to, like, overuse that opportunity. Because if you overuse that opportunity, you just ruin it for yourself. Because you're like, oh, my God. Like, I've now got this person. They know who I am and stuff. And their ego goes above their head. And yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen you perform, obviously, really good performance. Where did actually this is a real good question. How did you become to get good at sturdy? Oh, getting sturdy? <laughs> well, like I don't know, I was just I was doing it in, in high school a lot. Like I'll just get sturdy with the I think New York took a big wave over Australia at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like all that stuff. But like, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I don't like love drill, but it's a time and place for it. You know what I mean? So I was listening. Sometimes yeah. when I go to school, like when I'm sleepy and stuff, I listen to drill. And then, yeah, I just kept getting sturdy and sturdy. And like, it's just, it's just a thing now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, it kind of died down. It's not. I don't really like drill like that, but yeah, it's just practice. You just keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, I've got two more things, right, Javis? Two more things, and then that will be the end of the show, okay? So the first one, for you, if you had to put an outfit together in like five minutes, say you were, I'm just going to say Drake was coming down to Australia, right? Mm -hmm. And you were going to perform in front of him outside, what would you wear? Would you wear comfy clothes? Would you try and wear something that would just like stand out? Like what would be the outfit you'd choose? Um, I would wear Tim's. Uh, I would wear some cargo pants, some military cargo pants and a white t-shirt. That's, that's Classic. my hustle outfit. I'd be wearing, I wear Tim's when I hustle because it's uh like, well, that's when I do it in the cold. When it's hot outside, it's easier to, but yeah, that's that's what I wear, man. It's, it's just like it's nice because it makes you stand out. If I just yeah. wear sweatpants and like a full tracksuit, you know. But then again, the speakers, look- the outfit, yeah. like yeah. Enough. Well, I mean, you've got a you've got a massive speaker. Like holy shit, your speaker is so big. Like I've seen you carry that thing, just dragging it behind you. Holy crap. It looks huge. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the really big one. Yeah, I got, I got three. I got one, two, three, four, and then I got five. I got another one. I think I got a lot. I got seven actually because I got two. Yeah, remember the Melbourne Central thing that I did? I got those two, yeah, yeah. which are the really big ones that need power. And I got that smaller yeah. one where I take only for the bigger shows. And then I got the really small one, which is like the one I carry on a strap. Um. And I got a bunch of little JBL speakers too, but <laughs> that's, big JBL, JBL fan, bro. yeah. That's called, that's called JBL. <laughs> uh, all right, are you ready for the final part, mate? Yeah, man, I'm ready. All right, so like I've been doing with every episode this year, I've been getting the guests to say a couple people's names they'd want to see on the podcast, right? Who would you want to see come on the podcast next? 
Mm. Let me think. <laughs> I would say. Uh, are you talking artists or anybody? Anybody. Okay, well, I feel like Shepard wouldn't be ready for it. He's still building his thing. I would say William Gone. Okay. He's, uh, right. like, you know, I always see him around. He plays a part in, in the Australian industry. And, like, you know, he has, like, since we were talking about New York and stuff, he's had that, um, like, in his lifetime, bro, he's had, like, you know, those, like, working with big artists and stuff in New York. So he might be someone interesting to get some game from and talk to. And he loves talking as well. So he, he's going to talk up a storm, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> go get on William Gone, man. All right, bro. Well, besides that, man, I'm going to give you the honors of outshowing this week's episode. Show's all yours, mate. Okay, we're... All right. I just want to say thank you all so much for watching. I appreciate you, Bailey. Great show. If y'all ever get the opportunity to, to be on this, on this podcast, y'all take that opportunity. And uh, new stuff coming soon. I love y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening.